everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back. This is your go-to podcast for anyone looking for fresh ways to apply God's word to your everyday life. I'm believing you are finding that to be true every week as you listen into each episode. Well, all month I am sharing from my latest Bible study, Fearless, Ordinary Women of the Bible Who Dare to Do Extraordinary Things, and our series, Find Your Fearless. We've met Rahab, and today we will meet the beautiful and brave Abigail. And at the end of this month, we will find our fearless through the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. We'll discover what happens when uncommon faith has an unexpected encounter with an extraordinary God. Also in March, we'll see how our ordinary and even messy moments can become platforms for the miraculous through my unforgettable conversations with Tammy Trent and Carrie Cardinale. I hope you didn't miss last week's episode, Learning to Breathe Again, with author and speaker and recording artist Tammy Trent. She shared the story of losing her husband Trent in a tragic accident and finding strength when life breaks. Next week, I'm sitting down with author and worship leader Carrie Cardinale as she shares her story of redemption through her struggle with sexual identity. But today, we're saddling up our donkey to ride through the mountainous ravines of En with our travel guide, Abigail. Abigail's courageous example shows us that our words can bring healing into overheated places when we carry wisdom and humility. I want to read an excerpt out of session three of Fearless. Abigail took the last loaf out of the oven and dusted the flour from her linen tunic. The rich aromas of freshly baked bread and sweet figs wafted from her kitchen, awakening her senses and lifting her spirits. Her eyes scanned the familiar landscape of the room where she had so often sought solace. She felt the corners of her mouth curl into a gentle smile as she reflected on this place of respite. It seemed like ages since she had first stepped onto the grounds of this large estate. In those early days following her arranged marriage, the magnitude of it all seemed overwhelming. But now she relished the opportunity to oversee so many details and protect the people under her care. This wasn't the life she had dreamt of, but she had made the most of it. A knock at the door jarred her back into her present moment. As soon as she saw her servant's face, she knew something was terribly wrong. As he described the impending catastrophe, Abigail's heart sank. Disaster is hanging over our master and our whole household. We didn't know what else to do but to come to you. He's such a wicked man. You know none of us can talk to him. His words confirmed her worst fears. She felt her knees buckle as she propped herself up against the counter. Think, Abigail, she chided herself, and the answer came. I know he's unreasonable, but I never thought it would get this bad. Get the servants to load a caravan of donkeys with food. I'll be right behind you. Hurry! Abigail refused to let difficult circumstances define her. She rose above them to use what she had, her words, to make choices that changed history. She chose to act at the risk of her own life because of her faith in God. See, some of us feel disappointed in life. It just hasn't turned out how we thought it would. 
We feel stuck and unsure of what to do, but we can choose to filter every decision through the lens of wisdom and bring peace into potentially explosive situations. Our words matter. Wisdom doesn't just know what to say. It knows when not to say anything at all. That unhinged situation you're facing, it needs your voice. And we can seize God moments when we know the mind of God. So today we're moving forward hundreds of years, about a thousand years before the birth of Christ, after our beautiful heroine Rahab that we listened and heard about a couple of weeks ago. After Joshua's death, the Israelites went through a time of leadership by the judges, followed by a newly established political system with Saul as king. So we were briefly introduced to Saul and his successor, David. As Saul tragically slid into failure, God asked Samuel the prophet to anoint David as king. This enraged Saul, who still held the position. Eaten alive by jealousy, Saul hunted David and his ragtag army of 600 men through these desert caves and strongholds. In that area, they served as defenders of the men and flocks belonging to a wealthy landowner, Nabal. David sent messengers to ask for favor and supplies in return for their protection. But the wicked, unmanageable Nabal refused, angering David to the point of retaliation. At a critical moment in David's life, when his choices threatened to derail his destiny, God intervened through Nabal's wife, Abigail. She had beauty and brains, wisdom and willingness, but she was married to a total jerk and she was completely unaware of how God planned to use her. She rose above her difficult home life and her miserable circumstances to head off danger just in the nick of time. Abigail's quick thinking and intervention redirected David and diffused a potentially disastrous situation for all involved. She saddled up her donkey near this place and rode into the ravine, risking her life to plead with a furious David and his armed men. She seized the moment because she understood the mind of God. Let's read her story in 1 Samuel chapter 25. We'll see right away that David's pastor and friend, the prophet Samuel, died. And God raised up Abigail within the same passage of scripture to pick up the torch and speak life into David just when he needed it most. Abigail's ability to seize the moment inspires us to make culture-shaping choices. It doesn't matter how bad your situation looks or what you're walking into. God goes before you and he can use you to be an instrument of his mercy when you're willing to act in faith. Now Samuel died, it says in 1 Samuel chapter 25, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him and they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down to the desert of Paran. A certain man of Moan who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent 10 young men and said to them, go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, long life to you, good health to you in your household and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. So ask your servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men. Since we come at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. 
Nabal answered David's servant, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered from my shears and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back, and when they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped his on as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. In three successive passages of scripture, David faced three personal tests. Each time he was placed in a position of power with an opportunity to use it for personal ends. You'll see in 1 Samuel chapters 24 and 26, David exercised great restraint, sparing Saul's life when he had not one, but two chances to take it. Nestled between these two accounts is this story that catapulted Abigail to center stage. David, on the run from Saul, moved down to the desert of Moan on the southern border of the Sinai wilderness. He and his men protected the sheep in nearby areas, including those owned by this property owner we just read about, Nabal, from Bedouins and wild animals. David protected his sheep and his own men from all of the potential threats. During sheep shearing, a time of open-handed hospitality among flock masters, David sent 10 young men to bring a greeting and a blessing to Nabal, expecting, you know, great results from that. They explained how they had graciously taken care of his flock and his servant, and they expected gratitude and provisions in return. Tired, hungry, and sick of his conditions, David hoped for a much more favorable response. However, if he had known Nabal, he would not have been surprised. Nabal, or son of Belial, literally means a beast of a man. Yikes. Verse 3 describes him as mean and surly in all his dealings, a Calebite. See, this tells us he was a corrupt man who deviated from a family line of those who did at one point know the history of the Israelites. He abandoned any ties to faith. And his personality dossier reveals a pretty deadly combination. Rude, rich, brutal, drunk, unmanageable, stubborn, and ill-tempered. Not a great combination for a husband. Although he knew David and he certainly had the means to reward him, he ignored him and he insulted him. Disregarding David's protection, he was stingy, ungrateful, and selfish. When the abysmal report reached David's ears, he and 400 men reached for their swords. Thankfully, word got to Abigail in time. Although both Nabal and Abigail knew about David, they reacted in completely different ways to the information. Although scripture doesn't share much about her background, we see that she understood current events and she managed a large household that held her in high esteem. Right off the bat, 1 Samuel 25 shares two of her standout qualities. She was beautiful and intelligent. Perhaps her character went overlooked by her coarse husband, but not by others. As news of the imminent conflict spread, one of the servants brought the information directly to Abigail. He demonstrated full confidence in her character, trusting that she would consider the facts and handle the situation with diplomacy and wisdom, and that she did. It wasn't the first time that she had been employed to serve as the peacemaker in this home. She was hardly a novice at navigating the choppy waters of living with a difficult person. She knew the futility of attempting a rational conversation with an irrational person. She knew this called for action. Strategically poised between two opposing parties, giving in to their inflated emotions, she simultaneously protected them both. 
She stood up to fight for the cause of David's integrity and her husband's life. She refused to let wearisome circumstances define her. She used what she had, her words, to save her entire household and rescue David from herself. She made a split-second decision to intervene, putting herself right in the middle of the fight. She could have walked away. She could have let someone else deal with it this time, but not Abigail. In the eye of a tornado of so much going wrong, she collected the strength to stand up and do what was right. It's not easy when we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of a difficult situation. Abigail gets it, and she has a lot more to teach us than her recipe for lentil stew. She recognizes the temptation that we face to take the easy way out. She understands the pull to choose comfort over the challenge of a cause. But she knows that when we remain silent when God calls us to speak up, we abdicate our responsibility. See, fear will tell us to be quiet in the face of gross injustice. Mediocrity will keep us from speaking out when our voice is desperately needed. Indifference will let someone else take the wheel while we take a back seat. But that tense work environment, that heated conversation, that inexcusable grievance is asking for you. It's not enough to be quick on our feet. We need to marry action with wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? Webster's Dictionary defines it as the trait of utilizing knowledge and experience with common sense and insight. James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 defines godly wisdom this way. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This is the perfect picture of Abigail. Wisdom counseled her not to say a word to Nabal. Wisdom rushed her out the door. Once the problem presented itself, Abigail lost no time. When God speaks, we need to act, not saunter around waiting for somebody else to show up. Sometimes we are the solution. Wisdom advised her to gather food and provisions for David and his tired and hungry, disgruntled, thirsty men. And wisdom guided her to judiciously wield her words. She disarmed 400 men ready to wield their weapons. Let's rejoin Abigail's story in 1 Samuel 25 verse 20. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, it's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. David's anger and utter exasperation had reached a boiling point, culminating in three telling words. It's been useless. Ever been there? Ever watched as God promised something yet all of your efforts seem worthless? Ever wondered if there was a point in serving God when nothing turned out the way you had hoped? The enemy wants us to believe that we served God in vain. As David struggled to maintain his equilibrium, Abigail put herself in danger to stop him from toppling over. With all the excitement of an action movie, she showed up just as David finished breathing out threats. In stark contrast to Nabal, whose words added fuel to the fire, Abigail's words took the heat out of the situation. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. The chapter goes on to say, She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. 
Please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent in harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who followed you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord. Because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he has promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience this staggering burden of needless bloodshed or having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord's success, remember your servant. Wisdom led her in humility and honor to fall face down before David. What else do we see in this passage? We see that she requested a chance to speak and asked him to listen. She apologized for the actions of her husband and she let him know that if she had spoken to his men, she would have handled it differently. Her calm soothed David's chaos. David recognized this as a divine appointment. He prayed a blessing over her life for intervening in his. He conveyed with honesty that her choices saved many lives. David said to Abigail, the chapter goes on, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed on this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hands what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. Listen, our words matter. They carry the power to defuse a bomb or detonate one. We never know how our words and actions may affect others. Wisdom walks us through these questions before we speak. Does it need to be said? When should it be said? And how should it be said? As we filter every decision through the lens of wisdom, we bring peace into potentially explosive situations. When God is asking us to act, we shouldn't hesitate to be an agent of change, even if risk is involved. When we know the mind of God, we can seize God moments with confidence. As quickly as Abigail had arrived on the scene, she returned home. Her faithfulness, self-control, kindness, common sense, and vision all bathed in wisdom made her fearless. She was the perfect candidate for God to use and as, as an instrument of his mercy. She separated herself completely from the spirit of Nabal while being loyal to him. She risked her life. She dared to confront a would-be king with no strings attached. She made the right choice because it was the right choice, not because she carried an ultimatum. God honored her faith. As David and his army dined on a king-worthy culinary spread, Abigail led her convoy back home. Although her mission was a success, she braced for what she faced on the home front, and maybe some of you can relate. She knew her first order of business was to talk to her husband and explain these recent developments. We can only imagine the conversation she rehearsed in her head as she trekked back through that gully, and we can only surmise her sentiments as she strode through the door. 
The scripture says when Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. He was basically having a party while she was putting her life in danger. And David's men are on the brink of starvation. He is having a party. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. Wow. Abigail comes home to a staggering drunk and she doesn't say a word. Wisdom doesn't just know what to say. It knows when to say nothing at all. She understood the power of a well-timed word. And listen, we can hold our tongues when we trust that God holds the power. Abigail portrays the payoff when we let God determine our course of action. When those around us make poor decisions. Look at the conclusion of our story in 1 Samuel 25, verse 37. Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things and his heart failed within him and he became like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. I imagine Abigail tossed and turned throughout the night as her husband slept off his revelry. She was restless for the dawn of a new day so she could break the news to her husband. And as she shared in vivid detail of how he narrowly escaped death, he suffered what most believe was a massive stroke. 10 days later, Abigail was a widow. Scripture says, when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise be the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to her, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant and ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and attended by her five female servants, went with David's messengers and became his wife. She was God's divine provision in David's life and he was hers. All the money in the world hadn't alleviated the heaviness in her home. Yet humility guarded her from disobedience. Wisdom defended her from catastrophe. Silence safeguarded her from making a horrible situation worse. Not only did her actions prevent a shadow over her life, they helped David avoid one over his. She became the mother of Kiliab and the loved wife of David. And our courageous Abigail beautifully depicted the mercy shown to us through Jesus Christ. We too have the choice to be an instrument of peace. When we're disappointed in life, and I know some of us are, some of us are dealing with the ramifications of the coronavirus even as I speak. We can be disappointed in what's going on around us, but let's not fall into the temptation of taking matters into our own hands. Let's not become enticed by the pull to self-help through revenge. Each time we seize an opportunity to inflict pain on someone else who has caused us pain, we forfeit the opportunity to serve as a catalyst for change. Listen, you can do that, but you will forfeit your blessing. You will Forfeit God's purpose in your life. Shame casts a long shadow. We can avoid unnecessary heartache when we listen to godly wisdom and seek the mind of God in a situation. We can stand strong with our dignity intact when we depend on God's unfailing grace. Abigail weathered disappointment and dismantled conflict because she was wise. She knew when to act with urgency and when to wait. She led with humility and lived in a way that garnered the respect of others. She framed important information with discernment. She sees critical moments because she knew the mind of God. And Abigail, we find so much more than a pretty face and a savvy manager. We find a brave woman who rose above bitter circumstances to bring peace when it was needed most. 
We discover the power of mercy to neutralize shrapnel, and we can find our fearless in her story. Maybe you're craving the courage to let your voice be heard in a loud world, or you miss the memo that silence is golden and you're bruised from backlash, or perhaps you're in a duel with depression from living with a difficult person. These are the moments that threaten to take us out. I understand but they're also the very moments that test us so that God can transform us. When we question if we're really cut out for this, God calls us to truly depend on him. We are not defined by the poor choices of those around us, nor are we powerless when others with power act irresponsibly. Our words often are the impetus for action. Abigail teaches us to walk in humility and wisdom, to step into our calling. If we follow her courageous steps, we can keep our wits about us when we manage a crisis. We'll handle conflict with grace because we prayed that thing through and we will seize the moment because we've sought the mind of God. Can you relate to Abigail? She refused to be defined by wearisome circumstances and she used what she had. Maybe you think, I have nothing to use, but we all have our words. I wonder what unhinged situation needs your voice this week people all around us are struggling with with fear of the future uncertainty how can you bring peace into a situation through your words i just want to end our time today as we've just chewed on this amazing story of of this courageous and fearless woman abigail and how our words matter I want to encourage you and I want to pray over you today. If you don't have a copy of Fearless, I want to encourage you to buy that for yourself, for someone else, your sister, your mom, a girlfriend. And remember this whole month, we are helping women in Kenya to find their fearless. I'm partnering with the president and founder of E3 Kids International, Carol Turner, and she's taking a minimum of 300 copies of Fearless to Kenya this summer. You can hop on over to AngelaDenadio.com and go to the shop and you can see right there how you can either buy one and give one if you don't have a copy and that's two for 20, or you can just give two for 20. That's a discounted rate so that we can bless other women in Kenya, maybe women just like Abigail facing a difficult circumstance, longing to know how something of value that they can use for the kingdom of God can be used. And and today we hear that through wisdom, our words matter. Listen, your words matter. I'm praying for you this week. I'm praying for maybe any of you walking into a difficult situation to just know that God goes before you, behind you, and he's covering you with his protection and his peace. So let me pray over you as we end our time together today. Lord, I thank you for using us to bring peace into overheated situations. We can hold our tongues when we trust that you hold the power. I pray for anyone who is carrying the heartache of a difficult home life. Teach us, God, to walk in humility and wisdom no matter what is going on around us. Help those facing uncertainty right now, fear, confusion, God. Help us to handle conflict with grace and to seek your heart in every circumstance. Give us the strength to trust you and to provide for every area of our life as we stand strong in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioBOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. 
If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.